All right, so episode 44, the three-man pod is officially back. And, uh, well, a lot has changed since our 2-0 start. I'll just start there. Um, well, I just want to let you know that my wife is getting up to leave the room so I good. can have fun with my little podcast. That's right, Sarah. Talk to you later. Um, yeah, so we were up 2-0. Uh, now it's 2-2. And to set the table for the listeners, it is Wednesday night. It is pretty much 9 o'clock right now, but we anticipated a 9.15 tip-off. So we are probably all watching uh, the tail end of Atlanta winning the series versus the Knicks. i got three minutes left in the game. Um, so we're probably going to take in this pod into tip-off. Uh, first, let's uh, let's recap the last two games. For starters, my uh, my 5-0 sweep prediction is dead in the water. That is the coldest take in town. Um, the Mavs are in trouble after a 2-0 start. Uh, let's go with some uh, let's go with some thoughts on the last two games. Jay, what do you got? Um, I am bald, and is my hair better than Trey Young's? Um, I'm going to say yes just because you do not try to grow it out and make it look like your head's on fire. But that's just a, that's just a hot take. Okay, so but let's, let's stay on the Mavs. Let's stay on the Mavs. My hot takes are, one, Luke is injured. Uh, he clearly has some nerve issues. I'm not sure he can lift his left arm above his shoulder without pain. So when he's sure. shooting free throws, he's basically shooting them one-handed. And yeah. uh, we were talking about how great Hardaway was the first couple um, couple games, and uh, Ty Lue was saying, well, hey, they've shot great the first couple games. Let's see if they can keep that up. Fact is, they couldn't. And yep. when, they, when they couldn't, uh, the Clippers were able to isolate and exploit, uh, I think, multiple players, but especially KP and Tim Hardaway on the defensive end. They yeah. just can't guard anybody. Yeah, and, and that's... Uh, yeah, it's it's rough, and um, I, I I hate to say it, but uh, I, I think that uh, playoff P might be Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Um, I think it's pandemic P. Actually, <laughs> it's pandemic Porzingis. Because, well, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's <laughs> I don't know, it's bad. So, uh, and, and I think going forward, we'll see what happens tonight, and and hope hopefully more than one game after tonight, but. Uh, if if KP can't stay on the floor in the fourth quarter, where, where do the Mavs go from here? And that may be, uh, you know, a couple of games from now, but we really need to see him come out uh, strong on the offensive end because he's given them nothing on both ends of the floor right now. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. If it's not a set play, he's basically – I mean, if, if you didn't know he was a max player, you're essentially watching Manute Bowl out there, Right. Like, that's what I see when I see him. He's, like, camping out, top of the key, ready to shoot, like, a creepy-looking three-pointer. And everyone's like, yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, here's the difference, though. Manu Bull actually was a decent rim protector. And it's a different yeah. it's, a, it's a different error. Today, Manu Bull would not be able to get on the floor. Much like Boban, you know, is, has a very hard time getting on the floor. But, the, but at least when Boban gets in, he's effective on one end of the floor. Yeah, and KP is just completely ineffective on both ends of the floor. Okay, so Matt, uh, do you have any takes to add to our two dominant takes of a disappointing 
KP slash Hardaway combo and Luca being injured? Um, I would say, I mean, the only thing I would add is, you know, people are kind of ragging on the Mavericks getting exposed because Luca's hurt or whatever. But, I mean, take a look at the defending champion Lakers. They lost Anthony Davis. They still have LeBron James, and they go out and lose by 30 yesterday. So, yeah, you know, you lose a great player and bad things happen. It's pretty simple in this league, and the Clippers would be in pretty bad shape without um, one of their big two. Yeah, without one of their big two. And that's the other part. It's like they pay two guys a total of $85 million. <laughs> and yeah. And there's a reason for that. Those two guys are really good. And uh, we saw a little bit of that in the first couple of games. I don't think Paul George was was great in the first game, but he was definitely great in the second game. Kawhi's been great throughout the series. And, yeah, the Mavericks just stopped shooting the ball so well. They they shot the ball pretty well in, the, in game three. Game three was really their opportunity yeah. to win. They, they, had a, they had a real chance there in the fourth quarter, just couldn't make enough shots to, to finish off. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and then game four was just it was just a bad game overall, and the, the biggest part of it is Lucas Hurt. If you think that, you know, Bill Simmons listening to his podcast kind of indicated the injury happened sometime in the first quarter of game three when the yeah. Mavericks were up big. But with a healthy Luka, we're, we're killing these guys. But yeah. the question is, do we have a healthy Luka tonight? And thankfully we got an extra day's rest, but that's going to be the big question mark. Yeah, I think overall that kind of sums it up. If I could, if I could add one more point, I, I think the first two games were literally the Mavs at their very best, and games three and four were the Clippers at their very best. Um, I think in terms of the chess match, Clippers go small. Mavs can't take advantage. You know, I think I, I don't know what it is, but uh, going back to Jay's point about KP. Um, there was a time, maybe even last year in the bubble, where Mavs could take advantage of that. And for whatever reason, KP does not want to be in the paint. He does not want to rebound. Uh, he's not really, like like you said, he's not he's not really being effective overall. And so without a KP game, this has suddenly turned a bit grim uh, with even an 80% Luka, you know, because he just can't do it by himself if both uh, Paul George and uh, Kawhi are at their best, and and really with that team at their best. Because when um, Marcus Morris and Rondo are hitting threes, like, you're in trouble. You know, it's just that's not a normal occurrence. So with that all said, I, I know a lot of this is a little redundant to listeners if they've been listening to other pods about the same topic. How dare they? What's the move tonight? You know, because game five, I think they said today on some show, 82% of winners of game five win the series. I mean, this is a pivotal game. We're in L.A. We're actually, I'm glad we're in L.A. We tend to play better on the road. But what, is there a chess move to play here on Rick Carlisle's part? I'm not sure how good it's going to be, but it appears that Boban is starting. What? He's that, is being, that is being reported on Twitter. Wow. Okay. And the internet has never lied to anyone ever. Does that mean <laughs> KP is benched or is he a no. power forward? Okay. Big lineup. So they're uh, going way big. Way big. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I saw him toy around with that late in the third quarter of the last game, and I didn't think it was super effective. <laughs> was it? I didn't. It, it, it wasn't necessarily. Uh, Boban was actually the only player in the last game that had a positive plus minus, which is wow. one of the more, I don't want to say overrated stats because you can never really account yeah. for, uh, you know, who someone else, you know, which player is playing with both the first and second groups, et cetera. But um, that that has been uh, – I've seen that on, on Twitter from several of the Dallas beat writers. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting to say the well, least. Well, and, and I think with that, what you might see, and this might, you know, be a nod to – that might be an indication of where Luca's health is at, because I think if you start Boban, you're you're trying to slow down the pace and saying, yeah. okay, we're gonna we're gonna clog the middle and just turn this into more of a jump shooting contest, yeah. because the Clippers have been so good at the rim. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George are just getting to the rim whenever they want to. Well, and could this or, be, could this be leaning towards a zone for tonight, a zone D? And it's like if you're gonna beat us. You know, you're not getting it. You're not getting layups. Like it's been a layup line the first three games. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Are we completely discounting the chance that Boban goes after Kawhi Leonard with a knife, as in John Wick three? I think there's probably like a one percent chance of that. Okay, so but, you're saying uh, there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah, there is a chance. Um, I'm up for anything that gives us an edge. To be honest, uh, ethics aside, I think. Um, I don't know. We need some sort of spark. We, I'm wondering, too, like you said, if we slow it down, maybe we play a zone, maybe we clog the middle, does this create more time to do set plays for KP? Because if we can get him 10 points in the first quarter, does that sort of get him in a rhythm? Because I think we had two moves tonight. Is it one, you bench KP, you go super small, and you put Luca in the post. That was my hot take for tonight. You put uh, Brunson as a starting point. You put Luca in the post, and you just slow it down. You play a zone. Um, I feel like they're taking half of that take, and they're just putting Boban in, taking Maxi out because he can't guard, can't guard anybody at this point. And um, well, we, I mean, we can't guard anyone, you know. So it's a little unfair to just. Hey, play. I'm a Maxi apologist. And I am. I'm. I'm the top five biggest fan of his. But um, you know, it, it just wasn't working. Him guarding anybody last game. So I think. Uh, I I would rather see. I, personally, I'd rather see Josh uh, Richardson and Dorian. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Dorian Finney Smith start at center, with Josh Richardson out there, and then those two take um, Kawhi and Paul George, and maybe that's sort of the the sort of sub plan. I think it's unfortunate that Carlisle has to play this game where he has to coddle some egos here and not bench KP. I, I think if he benched them to start the game, it would be like a Ronda situation potentially, you know? Well, yeah, it's also a, a, you know, it's a huge franchise situation. I mean, they've given yeah. him a max contract and if you bench your, you know, your second star player in the playoffs, what have you done to what little trade value he has right now? You, you, you essentially can't move that contract for another couple of years. Well, at and least, that's at least with getting and, any value for him. And I, I think like Cuban and Donnie, I know they would have said, look, whatever you do, he has to start because if we trade this guy, 
we can't be referring back to game five where he was benched, <laughs> you know, to win a game. So I think uh, I think you're right about that. They they just can't do it. I'm still a believer that KP is going to have one monster game in this series. Well, this has got to be it. <laughs> well, and I think to your point about rotation, you know, the Clippers have gone small. The price stick with that tonight yep. and keep Batum in the in the starting lineup. Mavericks go big, but then when Zubak comes in, yeah, maybe the lineup you talked about with Phoenix Smith in the middle, maybe that becomes the, our lineup, and now we're small when they're big. And their big has been pretty bad to where Zubak's kind of been played off the floor. He was a little more effective in game four, but pretty much every Clipper was. You know, they just they just blew us out. Yeah. I mean, I thought they – it was interesting, too. Did they just play, like, seven players in the last game? I mean, yeah, they tight. really they really tightened up their their lineup. Like, they, yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? Patrick Beverly. They barely played. So garbage yeah. time late in yeah. the game, and it was funny. I was at the game, and you could see Luca just yelling at him. Like <laughs> Luca was chirping <laughs> at him throughout the game, and Patrick Beverly was talking back. But of course, he's sitting on the bench the whole time. He can't even yeah. get in the game. So yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Even with a tweaked shoulder, he's still talking smack, which is. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm hoping the two, two and a half extra days between the game, or the, just total time, really, uh, I hope that helped to kind of, um, I don't know, bring him back a little bit, some mobility, because have you guys ever dealt with anything like that before? A, a nerve issue? Um, yeah, I've I, not. Jay? Absolutely. I hurt my back about uh, when I was um, uh, 27, 28. I went into a brick wall uh, playing basketball and hurt my back and have a partially collapsed L4, L5 disc. And if it, it, if it flares up, then I get, um, you know, sciatica. Uh, okay. Which so sounds if it like flares something... up, are you okay two and a half days later? No. Potentially. Uh, it, if I get a cortisone injection into my spine, then two and a half days later, yes, I would be okay. And a hyperbaric chamber and um, steroids? <laughs> uh, well, I will say also that the, it, I, you know, they, they do have much better technology for professional athletes than they do for weekend warriors. And True. Uh, he, but the, the thing is, I mean, what, what I heard is they're hoping he can just plant on his left foot uh, explosively without sending pain up his entire body. That doesn't mm. sound good. Well, yeah, but that's I think, pretty bad. You know, for anyone, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, they, they drafted Jalen Smith a few years ago, and Smith had dropped to the second round of that draft, and the biggest issue, he had a nerve issue. Dropped the, and they, there was just a lot of uncertainty about, they, they really couldn't tell if he was going to get that back. And I think there's a little bit of that here in that. And I think with most nerve issues, I think it's kind of hard to – they're hard to fix, and they're hard to know how the body's going to respond. Now, luckily, Luke is 21 years old and an elite athlete. I mean, no offense, Jay, but I think it's a very different situation well, uh, got, than, than what you were doing. Well, I got the impression, though, that this was more of a stinger, right, than it was like something more, I don't know, serious. 
Yeah, well, it's hard to, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to be a long-term health issue. Yeah. I will say my 20-year regimen of high amounts of both fat and carb and alcohol and little exercise is exactly what the doctors told me to do, and it hasn't exactly gotten better. Okay, that's not good. That's not a good sign for Luca then. <laughs> um, well, we're almost here at tip-off. All right, here's the lineup. Finney Smith, Porzingis, Boban, Hardaway, and Luca. That's our starting okay. lineup tonight. Yeah, so one of the things I was going to propose, which they're obviously not doing, but I wonder if there was a scenario here where you just bench Luca and, and give him two more days and bring him back for game six. I think they may make that determination uh, depending on, you know, at halftime. But How Lucas game play- starts. Yeah. yeah, Luca's playing the first half. If they're down by 20 at halftime, then you might see that decision made. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, oh, this is going to be interesting, huh? And uh, and if who knows, maybe Grant Hill gets signed to a 10-day contract at the, uh, during the middle of the game. Well, well, I mean, speaking of changes, I mean, we're, we're waiting for tip-off here. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski announces his retirement today for the, the Dukey on the podcast. Uh, Jay, uh, how are you feeling? Emotional? Uh, it was expected at some point. You know, we, we couldn't have expected him to, to work forever. Look at this crowd here. They have really filled out the crowd with more cardboard cutouts. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure where your feed is, but we are in the jump circle right now, and KP is jumping and, and not Boban against Morris. Against yeah, Morris. Well, KP could jump. Can actually jump. So. Well, well, he is seven foot three. Let's see if he can get more than four rebounds. That's true. Right. That's true. Okay, so uh, we've tipped. I don't know where you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, you need to pause here. Jay, don't do a play-by-play. Yeah, I'm streaming. I'm streaming in my garage. (laughs) We'll just be, yeah. So I can be loud. (laughs) Um, All right. So pause The other interesting thing I noticed today was this line opened up at Clippers by seven and a half. Yes. And it has lowered and uh, I, I think got to maybe six and a half today. So I think, you know, Vegas is in on, you know, the Mavericks keeping this game close. And that's usually, you know, that's not to say the Mavericks are going to win this game. I'm not trying to say anything is fixed, but there's a lot of people in Vegas who know a lot of things, and they're generally pretty accurate about this stuff. So I think that would indicate we're going to see a pretty close game tonight, and a lot of smart people think that way too. Well, yeah, and, and if the line went down, that's essentially saying a lot of people are betting the Mavs, right? That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So that's generally how it works. Um, okay, now, Jay, it sounds like Jay's got the fastest feed. Is there any way you can pause it to, okay, Tim Hardaway's just miss, made a second free throw on my feed. <laughs> what's your What's your clock at? 11, you... 11, 34, 33, 32. I'm 11, okay, 11. I'm at 11, 16. You guys tell me when you get to 17, and then I'll uh... – Okay. Okay, one second. I'm paused at 16. Okay. And Our listeners are loving this. Yeah. <laughs> Two nothing this Mavericks. Good pod. Guys, okay, just, okay, just right now. The game go, until go, okay. well, I'm at 11 13, 11 12. <laughs> we're, we're perfectly synced, and we have a pass to Bobon in the high post. Oh, a little pick great. and roll action back to yeah. Bobon. No, stop. What's he going to do? Stop. <laughs> oh, God. Another miss from KP. 
All right. So uh, does do Al? Do now you and me need to pause our? Yeah. Uh, where broadcast? are you, Matt? Where are you, Matt? <laughs> I'm at like ten and a half minutes. No. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, well oh you you got to pause, man. Oh, pause. Screw you, man. No, we don't need to. We don't need to do a play-by-play. When it gets to a commercial break, we can talk about what's going on. Oh, well, no, then I it's think, just I think, dead air. <laughs> I think I think everybody is 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 is, is taping the game and is not going to watch it until our pod drops because they heard the rumors that we were going to have a simulcast. Yeah, there was a lot of buzz on Twitter. <laughs> a lot of buzz. <laughs> I will say we almost have double the downloads of our second pod than our first altogether. So I think um, I think the listeners are really liking the three-man show, I have to say. And we are up for nothing. What? How do you like them apples? Huh? That's, that's, um, that's better than being down for nothing, Al. That sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another rebound. Right, um, here we go. <laughs> so far, so good. You know, the the big thing is uh, this reminds me a little bit of the start of Game Three that I, we really had one slip away, and it wasn't. Oh yeah, you know, Luca with the three seven nothing. And uh, uh, can we just say Luca looks pretty good? I mean, I mean the I'm, Mavs. I'm feeling the eighty percent, and it does well, look like we're in a zone. Yeah. Thank God we're in a zone. It's a I mean, good I think, sign. It's a good sign to see him moving around and to hit that step back jumper. Oh, for sure. Well, well three pointer for Marcus Morris. The most for, for our listeners who had uh, who had the Dallas winning in a shutout. Sorry. Done. KP gets the ball and actually drives. Dunk shot. Dunk. <laughs> nice dunk shot. <laughs> Hey Matt, who who at Trinity was was the first to coin a uh, dunk shot that that uh was it Coach Matt? No, I think that was a Chris Hill impression of the head coach Pat Cunningham, and uh, referred to it as a dunk shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think that's the the origination, but I, I can't I can't swear by that. Just as an aside, Chris Hill's older brother introduced me to my wife. Really. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What was his name? Brand- Brandon Hill? Cameron. Way off. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Cameron. Uh, I was thinking had... of the other brother. Uh, that would also not be Brandon. <laughs> that would be Casey. Mm. Uh, Coach, actually, uh, hey, Matt, is Casey Hill still on the staff for the Clippers? He is not. He's an assistant with the Pelicans this past yep. season. Yeah, he was uh, ironically, with uh, staff last Ironically, year. I... Um, I texted Matt a pic of me at a Pelicans game this year, and I happened to catch, uh, what's his name, Brandon Hill? Casey. Casey Hill Hill looking right at my camera. He must have saw me, and um, (laughs) and he waved to Matt. It was really cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was a really cool moment. Um, All right. So halfway through, not quite halfway, one-third of the way through the first quarter, uh, it, it is now 9-6. Uh, we've given up two fairly open threes. Um, the Paul George three that was just made was pretty much uncontested. Yeah. Uh, KP did have a hand up when uh, when Morris hit the first three. But that's my concern is just how are we going to switch when they start moving the ball around um, to, well, to actually I, play defense? I think it's more about picking your poison, and it's just like, you know, if they're going to beat us by threes, 
let them beat us with threes. It, it's kind of like how they treated us, where they were just like, you know, these guys can't shoot this well over four or five games, you know. And I think, like, uh, the zone is definitely working, you know, as we're clogging the middle a little, which is all we need to do to stop the layup line. And so I, I like the counter so far, I have to say. You know, I just don't know what kind of stamina Boban has. I mean, he's probably already doubled his playoff minutes just in the first quarter, right? Mm, no. He played significant <laughs> minutes in the second half last game, but I see your point. I mean, yeah, some, stamina, some would say I mean, even tripled. Yeah, stamina is also a question with Boban. And back to the three-pointer thing, I mean, nowadays everybody shoots a lot of three-pointers. So whether yeah. they're open or not, I mean, the Mavericks, in game four, we had a ton of open shots. We just didn't make them. So it, it's hard to, you know, say, well, the Mavericks are giving up uncontested shots because everyone in the league gives up uncontested shots. And, and it's just a matter of, you know, how much work is it taking to get to those shots and, you know, who's taking those shots. So I think if you're the Mavericks, you're fine with a lot of Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris three-pointers. In yeah, fact, and that's look. what happens with the Clippers. Hey, God bless them. Like, be you know, let each of those guys go for 30, but I don't believe those two can go for 30 each, you know? Well, we just saw something that was good. Dorian Finney-Smith has hit a three to make it 14 to nine, and he was not hitting his shots in game four. I agree. And, you know, look, you're right. We've already seen a Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris three, but we've also seen an easy bucket from Boban, and we've seen at least uh, – comparable rebounding numbers so far in the first. You know, it, it we were getting killed on rebounds as well as, uh, you know, having no defense in those last two games. So I'm really liking this counterpunch for this game. Um, I guess my question would be, when we take Boban out, what does it look like? You know, are we keeping him in until Zubac comes in? I mean, or, I, I think that they're they're planning to play Boban 58 minutes in a double overtime win tonight. Well, I think can, what may I think what you might see is KP and Boban maybe on the same rotation, and they'll come out. At the same yeah, time. yeah. You know, maybe a real little small. bit more like Dwight Powell, like maybe Dwight and and Maxi come in at the same time, possibly. Collie, could Collie Stein maybe? Or Collie Stein, yeah. yeah. Just, just kind of switching it up a little bit, but maybe keeping those two together so that, all right, if KP is going to be horrible defensively, so let's put him with someone who's going to just clog the middle and let KP do what he's going to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and not to just sort of concede that, but, but clearly other stuff isn't working. So that's where it's like, all right, let's go with, let's go with this and, and let's see what kind of difference it makes. So, yeah, they, they might stay on the same rotation or approximately the same. I, I still think, um, minutes and stamina are concerned with with Boban for sure. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's a pressure thing for KP and and with Boban there, he just feels a little less pressure and he plays a little looser. You know, just they're they're in his zone and Boban's behind him, and so he could just play a little more aggressively on both ends. I don't, I don't know, you know, but so far he has not. I mean, I was wincing watching him play in game four. <laughs> so far, it's been at least everybody. It's it just looked very balanced. I really like the pace. Um, and the floor space, I felt like in game four, they were all over us on the perimeter, and we just couldn't even beat our man, you know, into the lane. It was pretty bad. 
Yeah, they did a on? good job. <laughs> no, they, did, they did a good job spreading the floor or, or just getting after us and, and closing out a little bit more aggressively yeah. uh, in game four. But some of that, and, and I've heard a couple people comment on this, like the Clippers are good front runners. So when things are going well, like they're going to feed off that energy and, and keep it up and, and keep things going. Yeah. It's, you know, we, we've got to make the we've got to shift the the pressure back to them, yeah. and and you know make them start sniping at each other a little bit more because I think they will do that. You know, yeah. I still don't think they're a mentally tough team. No, and I I think uh, you know Kawhi's definitely proved his worth the last two games. He's been just you know his cyborg self, and uh, and I think Marcus Mo- not Marcus Morris uh, Paul George has done really well the last three games. But you're right, somebody yelling at him or some pressure put on him or Marcus Morris, um, they just they haven't proven it in the clutch, if you're talking about real clutch moments. But to their credit, I don't know if there's been a ton of those moments. You know, both wins were 10-point wins plus. Right, know? right. Yeah, so sure. uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be interesting to watch, you know. But, but then again, game three started, it was 30 to 11. Right. Sure. And so, yeah, I I think I think the key point is going to be seeing where this game is at halftime, you know. Yeah. No, if you're the Mavericks, though, it's it's a matter of like, let's let's keep it close. Let's uh, let's stop runs like the Clippers had a lot of big runs in both of the last two games. That's true. If you could slow that down, then. You know, it's like, and that's just like any other game. But really, that was the big difference in games three and four. Is the Clippers were able to, you know, go on some really extended runs and score a lot. And that's where, you know, Boban. I mean, Boban's an automatic bucket at the other yeah. end, and yeah, that's, really that's huge when you're trying to stop momentum. Is is just you know just getting a bucket, even if it's you're trading threes for twos. That's that's not the worst thing in the world. Well, and I agree in the sense where like there was a point there was a point uh in the last game where it felt like it was Luca scoring or were screwed. Yeah. And um even just now, you know, lobbing it into Bobon inside and him just turning around and getting a shot, that was even though Paul George has hit two straight threes, we're still up by one, you know. So um I I think, you know, the whole keep it close to the fourth quarter on the road, it's got to be a big part of our strategy here. And that was a foul. They didn't call it on Batum. But, uh, yeah, now Clippers lead by one. But um, but still, yeah, I, I think being on the road, that, that's got to be our angle going into this. Let's keep it close, you know? Yeah, you just want a chance to – you just want to be able to – and really, game three, the tough part was we were playing from behind for most of the second half, you yeah. know, and behind by a couple possessions to where we needed some some big shots and big plays to, to come through uh, late in that one to pull it out, and we just didn't have it there. And yeah. then there was just no chance in game four. So so here, I think what you want to see is, like, what you saw in the first, uh, first couple games, which is just like, Hey, it's a two-point game going to the fourth quarter, and we just yeah. got to win the quarter. And, Another three from Luca. We're up yeah. by four again. This is this. I mean, it it definitely looks like we're in control, which I appreciate. You know, just right. You know, keeping the pace a little bit. Even though the backdoor cut by Batum, that was no good. But um, yeah, so far so good. Well, 
we're heading up against uh, time here. We got any parting shots before we uh, end this podcast here? No, Nicky I just, better make that shot, and he missed it. Oh. Good, good shooters miss uh, short and long, and he missed long and very far right. Well, mm-hmm. I think another it's, good it's point good, by Jay. <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good hey. start for the Mavericks. Much better than uh, Game Four, and I think Luke looks pretty good. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I like our chances tonight. Yeah, I like the pace. I like the adjustments, and I like to see um, how it plays out throughout the game because uh, I don't think we've seen any subs just yet. So uh, that that'll be another subplot to this. Uh, Jay, you got anything? Um, I think you guys have hit everything. I, I think uh, I'm more interested to see how the defense can hold up. It's it's done it's done pretty good in the uh, the first nine Luca minutes with or another so. three. There you go. But, you know, if we can hold them to a 25-point pace, I like our chances, and that's more or less what they're on right now. Uh, There's uh, three minutes and 38 seconds left in the first, and the Clippers have 19 points. Uh, Dallas has 24. Um, But we really have to be able to to tighten up the defense a little bit. Um, And on on the offensive end, we're either going to make the shots or we're not. Yeah. Wow, Maxie just just picked a fight with Marcus Morris. This is great. And that's why he's my guy. So I'm back on Maxi. Um, so we got subs in the game, and we are going to wrap up this pod. Um, we will probably record at some point before game six. So until then, I'm Al, you're Matt, and uh, and there's Jay. And uh, until next and time. And there's Jay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>